Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. And welcome to Musicals with Cheese. Make me a musical, and I've got a very special guest with me today. Um, so it's a vocalist and just all around Disney fan. It's Tammy Tucky. Woohoo! Hey there, how's it going? Thanks it's for going having me. Good. Um, it's exciting, and I just want to say at the top of the show that we're going to be making a musical. Don't worry. But you've got an Indiegogo going on right now for a Disney-themed cover album. Um, and it yes. would be your second cover album. So like, yes. let's talk about that really quick before the countdown begins, before we start we start having the time on our hands. So what's what's going on there? So so I, I created a, a Walt Disney World-themed, like the actual theme park in Florida, um, a cover album five years ago called um, You'll Find Me on Main Street. Yeah. And um, it had about like seven songs, and it was – you know, there were songs that I heard as a kid, like when I went to Disney World, that was my Broadway because I saw all these talented cast members performing in these shows and the music was just, you know, playing incessantly in my head when I returned home. So I was like, I want to do like my first album. I want to do a cover album. So I did. And it was very well received. And apparently I'm on Spotify lists for Disney now, which is like amazing i didn't know this until like a month ago which was great and so the most asked question i get is when's the second one so i'm putting together this indiegogo campaign um to raise money by july 11 um to actually create the second album but we're gonna make it 10 songs this time nine are gonna be cover songs and one i'll be writing as an original song and since it's an audio only medium we want to like make the best album possible and not just be digital this time. We want to have a physical album because that was like the second question I always got. Where can I get a physical copy of the CD, like a CD? Mm. And I'm like, it's so weird because nowadays everybody just streams it, we right? Do. We live that digital age. Yeah. So, but, it, it, you know, if, if you're interested and, and you have fun listening to me on the show today, please consider, you know, um, it's on Indiegogo. So if you go to Indiegogo.com, type my name in, Tammy Tucky, or you can go to my website at TammyTucky.com and the trailer's there with a link that says donate here. So, mm-hmm. And if you're on the younger side and don't have access to your parents' credit cards as of yet, you can help T- Tammy by going onto their YouTube channel and checking out all the incredible content they've got over there. Like, they have a Meet the Robinsons reunion. Like, very, very niche Disney stuff going on over there. You're going to love it. Yeah, and, and the, most recently I did a reunion with the Goodbye Girl Broadway cast. It, it's been almost 30 years since they did the Martin Short Bernadette Peters Marvin Hamlish and Neil Simon musical that didn't do well on Broadway, but I reunited most of the people from the show that, you know, the crew and the cast. And it was really fun because um, I just found the musical only a year ago and I fell in love with it and they had such great stories. So those are live shows I do every month. I do one every month just like this in StreamYard, and um, we take questions from the audience. So it's Disney, it's film, it's Broadway, it's everything. So you can join Incredible. me at Tammy Tucky on YouTube. <laughs> and we'll get back to the show at the end of it, but let's dive into making a musical. So Tammy, I know that you have niche Disney tastes, so I'm going to ask you a question right up front. 
Okay. What do you think is the most underrated Disney animated feature? Atlantis, the Lost Empire. It's okay. one of my favorites. I love it. And again, weird thing because I'm a musical girl. No songs. Well, <laughs> no how songs about today. we fix that today? So we have Tom Schumacher coming up to us saying, you know what? We want to do a musical adaptation of Atlantis, the Lost Empire. And Tammy and Jess, y'all are the ones we're picking to figure out how to pitch this. So <laughs> we got 30 minutes to pitch this. So what have we got? So who is our main character in Atlantis? We got Milo Thatch. Am I correct? Yes, Milo Thatch. Yeah, now, you're right. <laughs> he's going to run into a gang of fun friends. Like, this is almost ideal for a musical. Um, in structure alone, because the first half is basically an expedition. The second half is, like, in the this world. world. Yes. Yeah. So it ha already has a two-act structure, which might be the reason why it didn't do that well as a film. <laughs> so we might have an opportunity to fix this. But yeah. when we've got a main character, we got to ask, does that character sing? Does Milo sing? I, I think Milo can sing. Yeah, he kind of reminds me, if we're going to go for like a character that's meek and modest and sweet, I would think like he's Seymour from Little Shop of Horrors in my mind, at least singing-wise, you know what I mean? Not with the ill intentions with the plant. But no. yeah, the, 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 sweet, the sweet side of Seymour more that I think we really don't see a lot of on Broadway. It's usually a lot of um, masculine dominant men. And when you have Milo, who's kind of like the opposite of that, and um, it's kind of like off-putting, I guess, but you don't get to see that on Broadway. And I think that that would be a really great opportunity for a different type of male lead character, you mm -hmm. know, in a, in a Broadway show. A beta male, as 4chan might describe him. <laughs> Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Yeah. I love Milo so much. Um, but yeah. let's say we start with him narrating. Um, we can't do the extravagant opening sequence that, that incredible film starts with. Like that is one of the best Disney openings ever with that. Yes. I, that would be hard. I guess like you know what I would think? I think we should start it out with um the grandfather, who we never get to meet in the film. Mm. We would have the grandfather come out and um talk to little Milo. And I tell like him this. the story of Atlantis. And then we could see a little bit of Atlantis, but we're not going to get there yet. Act two is when we get immersed. Actually, the end of act one, I feel like it should be like the let it yeah. go moment where we get that ice castle transformation. The whole theater will tra transform into Atlantis. I am to bring so back into this. To the second act. So, okay. yeah, let's start out with the Now, is that prologue? Is that a song? Like, do we give yes. a little song to an elderly statesman actor stepping into this very, very brief role? Maybe he'll double one one of the Atlanteans in Act Two, but he could he could be the king at the end. The, ki oh, the king, maybe. the Leonard a Akita's Nimoy mom, Akita's dad. Yes, yes. Leonard, Leonard Nimoy. Nimoy. <laughs> um, yes, brilliant. Uh, <laughs> tie connections there. Maybe a little incestuous. It's always weird in Into the Woods when you've got the wolf. Like you're like switching it around. Yes, you're always yeah. looking for connections there. But what what do you think this title of this song would be? Because what 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 do you think the audience should know? Like I don't. I think just calling it Atlantis. Or even like the legend of Atlantis, or we'll just call the title prologue or whatever. I think I I like your legend. I think the legend. Yes, I like that. Just uh, the legend, but not a myth. I like. There's the, a t that's a title that sings. You got it. A legend, that? but not because, a myth. Because they believe it's real, and a lot of people don't. So the legend, but not a myth. Yeah, and, I think that would be really cool. Mm -hmm. um, I like that. So then we get grown-up Milo, played by Skylar Aston or something. <laughs> Stepping out like, I'm ready. And then he has his I Want song after being shut down by the university and all that. He has an I Want song. Maybe it's a reprise of Legend and Not a Myth, or maybe we're just blowing our gun on, on that one so much. Or I, I, we could give him a proper Disney princess. I'm so much more than this university life. 
What if he? What if he uh, gets? Because uh, he's in Washington D.C., right? Yes. So he's at the. I, I don't know. If it, is it the Smithsonian? I'm trying to remember. I think it is. So he uh, kind of maybe he walks through the museum itself, and some of the um, kind of night in the museum. We have some of the background um, dioramas um, become come to life and kind of share his his dream of proving things are real. Things that sometimes you don't see can be the most real thing in the world. I something like that. I like um, that, but what if he just goes to to like each exhibit and tries to stand among them and just like what, says that he wants to stand among them even? Yeah, that's fine too. If he stands among them, and I think like maybe the last exhibit he could have like it could actually come to life or something like that. I like that because we want to get that like ensemble inv involved because we don't you're want right, them. You're right. You know what I mean? So if we can get one of the dioramas um, to come to life, I'm trying to think of like what type of one. I know there were like mm. dinosaur ones, so. You know, I, but we don't want to go Jurassic Park route. No, so. no, no. We want it to be magical realism kind of vibe. Yes, correct. But we don't yeah. want to go full genie in Aladdin either. No, 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 not yet. Not yet. We're getting there. We're getting there. So, I and like then this. he can kind of like, you know, sulk until he meets Helga Sinclair. <laughs> and then after he meets, I think it's Whitmer, um, the, the gentleman that was friends with his grandfather. Yes, he's introduced to him through mm. Helga Sinclair. Yeah. And I think like Helga has that introduction where she comes down the chimney and says, ho, ho, yeah. ho. So I, like I she could... Helga feels like a character that does not sing. I feel like her and the Tommy Lee Jones bad guy that isn't Tommy <laughs> Lee Jones, but might as well be. I don't think those two characters sing at all. Oh, she I I get this jazz vibe. I get this Jessica Rabbit vibe from her. So I, I want to use vibe, that. But I don't maybe I feel like I wanna... she'd be like like that would be like a thematic tool. She just doesn't seem like someone that would belt. <laughs> Oh, no, no. She would not belt. Okay. No, I think she would belt towards the end when it's uh, nothing's personal when she's about to die. Mm -hmm. I think that's when her really her, her true anger comes out. So I think like having a really subdued, mysterious character yeah, coming not, in. You're I selling, you're selling me. Yeah, I think I actually think removing Rourke, uh, the commander, is actually even better. I think oh, yes. just her I'm, as the villain. I am sold on this idea completely. I don't need I don't think we need him. So having her introduced as the sultry character that we think probably will be partnered with Milo and then flipping it in, on its edge when we find out it's it's really she's the villain. I think that that would be even more. Interesting. I think as if we make her sole villain, she needs to sing. I agree. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like we don't. She doesn't sing here, but she will sing. Yeah, and then when when she introduces Whitmore, um, Whitmore has that like really quiet scene where he's mm -hmm. like, "Your grandfather died a broken man." I think his song would be "A Broken Man," um, because mm -hmm. I I really think we need to hit that emotional key point and bring back maybe another visual of the grandfather and and Milo, um, and have the hat. The hat is the symbol of being you know his grandfather's hat, and 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 he'll bring that with yes. him. Trip. But Milo needs to sing counterpoint of the opening, not myth, not a legend, not a myth. Yes, like he he will be singing that counterpoint while he's with her. That would be great. Bit. Yeah, I would love to hear that. And then that kind of builds to them <laughs> the, the Whitmore saying, "I'm I I already made you quit your job, and we're gonna send you on a, 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 a on a, a voyage through the submarine." And then we get that set. Yeah, we're gonna get that submarine. We're set gonna be stuck there. on oh the sub God. for most of Act One. Get ready, kids. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> All right. So then we've got our cast of crazy SNL alums. And yes, I actually love that idea. <laughs> <laughs> 
we get all these these characters. I feel like we need to like if there's any complaints I have at Atlantis, there's too many darn characters. Yeah, and I but I think like that's what another pull is. Ensemble mm. pieces make me more excited because you have different variety of people working off of each other, and it's the dialogue that runs the show. Mm. Really, let's let's talk about it. So I, I, I don't think like, we need Cookie. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not a Cookie fan, but what? Yeah. He's the doctor, right? No, no, he's the um, he's the one who goes beans, bacon, whiskey, and lard. Oh yes, about the food groups. So I don't think we need him. I love mole, so we'll we'll have to you, keep you gotta mole keep and, mole and Audrey, um, who is the mechanic, um, who's like keep eighteen. Uh, um, let's make her a proper lesbian too. in it. Come on, oh, just well, give her I, a reference to having yeah. a girlfriend at home. That's sure. It. Sure, uh, Doctor uh, Sweet. Uh, I would love Norm Lewis to play Doctor Sweet. He would like. Ooh, he would, he would knock it out of the park. Or and... Josh Henry, like since. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. And and Vinny, uh, who the, who's the uh, explosions expert? That like that would just that must that that has to be like the really like monotone role in the show yeah. but I, I would love that please <laughs> but then there are other characters i think we need to cut just for like how the sh musicals work i feel like we'd have to cut the older woman that's always like on the oh, phone Packard. yeah sadly i, I don't so. think she'd, she'd make it into the film or the stage Although, version like i feel bad because not a lot of um there are not a lot of female roles that are of older than 60 so mm -hmm. you're cutting a role that would be for a woman of you know age that patty lapone could play or betty buckley hold up i got a pitch here what if instead but, of kita's dad being the king we make it just a queen and we give it to an older matriarch there we could, yeah, and then have the king be the one who sacrificed himself to yes. save Atlantis. We could switch it, yeah. Yeah, of I think that would be a good way because we got a lot of men here already. Oh, oh and... my god, and we could do like a throwback with the grandfather and the queen singing um a song about Legend about Milo and Kida. Like they are the, the the voice of them when they meet and they go on an adventure, like going through like Atlantis. Oh, oh my god, this is so exciting, Tom now, Schumacher. Come on, oh. Tom Schumacher, we got this. <laughs> um. <laughs> So they go on the expedition. I think this is going to be a pretty song like because it is kind of action heavy. We have one big number introducing all of our like new friends. Basically, I I feel like that would be the big thing. And then we're, we kind of money. Have we should call it money because they yeah. go at, at, at Milo goes. So you guys are here for the adventure. And they go money, 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 money. You know what I mean? Like we should talk about the money. But but then again, we kind of get to know each person. Or it could just through. be a fun one note joke where he like goes through each one. He's like, what are you doing this for? What are you about? And they're like, well, this is what I'm all about. Blah, 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 blah. And then he's like, oh, what are you here for? He's like, oh, money. <laughs> yeah, money. <laughs> then he gets to the one money. and it's like, no, no, I do this for adventure. Really? No, he's stupid. Money. <laughs> that would uh, be great. <laughs> I'm into this. I really like this. <laughs> Um, so we gotta we most get that of the submarine and, yeah but we gotta the submarine doesn't last very long in the movie either because it me, the leviathan comes and like really fudges that thing up yeah so this the leviathan's happening towards the end of act one because yeah. we we want to get to the well no because there's that journey to get to atlantis i feel like we need to cut out unfortunately we have to cut out like the journey to I get agree. to atlantis it's just too long 
and the lightning bugs or whatever. So but I that think is such a fun stage effect. Maybe that'll be the last thing right yes. before they get to Atlantis. Let's have the submarine, unfortunately, be destroyed by the Leviathan, which would be like this crazy yes. action sequence, right? Ballet, um, so to say. Like, yeah, yeah, that would be really cool. Actually, it would. It reminds me of like the King Kong sequences on Broadway yes. when it was like it was like a puppet. Let's do a puppet and then have it like, but but intricate, maybe, mm. maybe. No, know. no, I'm totally into this. Um, I mean, Disney, you've had success when you brought puppets into your other musicals. Like, yeah, you know, Lion King is kind of known for its puppets. Let's do it. And they can, yeah, Michael, Mike, I think it was Michael Curry who did the Lion King puppets and he did the puppets for Tapestry of Nations, which was this beautiful parade at Epcot. So sorry, I'm going on a tangent, but no, it's but fine. he has beautiful pieces of work that I think would be very intricate. And I think involving that would be great. And then when they land and you have that breather, fireflies and the flies push them to the entrance and opening of Atlantis. And then we get mm. that final number. Um, which would probably be wait no no we have to get Kita in there oh my god okay wait, well no why... we end on Kita I feel like that would be a great thing where she... oh welcome to Atlantis yeah where they all go there he has his like I'm on my journey to the past moment like the Anastasia yes! thing where yes, he's yes, going yes. in there and then he just bumps into her and that's how we end Act One like we think it's gonna be this big entrance and we because he's like no you guys go ahead I need to take this in and we get that moment alone with Michael or Milo and he's like does that end and then he and Kita bump into each other on their own instead of that army thing and make it a much more- I would more love that. Yes, yes, yeah. That would be and perfect. That's how we end act one. And then act one, and then the whole theater, like Moulin Rouge, has to be transformed, like <laughs> at least, you know, the edges so it, we feel like we are in Atlantis. And yes. we can get that the, the people to come back after, hopefully, <laughs> intermission. <laughs> I mean, it is. we need Atlantis to feel a little more vast than it did in the movie, like on yes. stage. We need- and, and having that, like, I, I feel like the best part of being an audience member is really feeling immersed in it. And I feel like Broadway has tried to hit those challenges. And this is just another way where you can have the theater kind of change into this Avatar Atlantis premise and and feel and that would be really really cool i think so but yeah yeah but how do we um, how do we come back we have to come back to her saying welcome again to atlantis i feel like we can take a little bit of liberty since we don't have the military presence that we had in the previous version we can have a little bit of a time jump <laughs> Yo, that that would be really that would be really interesting. So like we should have it start off with them going across there's this big bridge that takes them to the island yeah. of Atlantis. So maybe have the bridge, them go over the bridge and start being immersed in the world. Like Kita introduces them to people and then the group members go to their own their own like sections of the island, you know, mm -hmm. Dr. Sweet works with the doctors and Audrey's looking at the mechanics of things, that type of thing. So everybody's enjoying themselves, like yes. the whole crew team. But Kita is also also introducing who she is as a person because we need to make sure she's, think, she has a character here too. I mean, act one always opens with a song that really doesn't have plot. So it just kind of be like, hey, we're getting used to Atlantis. And then we basically, let's treat act two as its own musical and then give Kita the I want song of act two. Yeah. Yes, because she she explains that that their world is dying. Yeah, and uh, Milo and her can have that moment, and when they reach the, you know, I think they go to the top of Atlantis and they have a moment together. I think that yeah. would be really nice. Um, and uh, and when they come back down, that's when the uh, crap hits the fan, and yeah. Helga kind of goes, "Okay, well, we're here to find the crystal," and that's when. <laughs> 
Helga gets her evil villain song. I feel like we've earned it at this point. Every villain has to have a song. It seems like there haven't been a lot of Disney villains recently. It's been more of like a, a like you know how some of the films are are going away from an actual person. It's it's more of a topic or theme. That's yeah, the generational trauma is the villain of Disney films more nowadays. And she's German, and her background is kind of similar to Black Widow. So um, obviously we don't want to feel sympathy for her, but she is such like a a charismatic character that Mm -hmm. I feel like we have to have some type of villain song there. Um, I don't know how that would go though. Have you seen the Anastasia stage show? Yes. Maybe she could be like, like how Gleb has in that, where he has like that moment where he's like doing it for the honor of his family and all that, where he's she's like, know. my father lost himself searching for this place and I won't let it fall apart because of some mercy mission. See, I, 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 I get that, that perspective, but the problem yeah. is that she is trying to wipe out an entire civilization, an entire race of yeah, people. And yeah. that really reminds me of the Holocaust. And for, you know, if you're, there if you're are connections that, there. No. And she's, German. Um, not saying that we can't. Her name is Helga. No, yeah. no, no. I feel like if those the, those elements are there, we shouldn't run from it. Yeah, and we usually we have a uh, usually a white dominant man who's usually the villain. I, yeah. I feel like in a lot of Broadway shows, so having it kind of switch around, I think is different. But um, yeah, I, I'm not saying we can't have her have like a, a a nice perspective as you know as as a background to her, but it doesn't give her the excuse no. to to do what she's about to do. But do we want to have it have be a fun villain song, or do we want it to be no. an evil song? An it evil song because be she has to kill off the queen technically. Yeah, I think she just needs to outright shoot the queen. <laughs> um, I think it needs to be that would a be really that would be really violent because yeah, I don't. I would be really violent. I don't, I don't know. Are we gonna go that route? That's that would probably be the only challenging part. But we have to figure out that there's a there's a friction. I think she does have a song. And it kind of ends with Milo going, are you guys kidding me? You know what I mean? Like to, where to she, the, everybody else who's been so supportive and nice, Dr. Sweet and Audrey. And I think in that moment, she literally rounds up the guards like, yeah, like literally rounds up the troops and they all go with her by the end of her song. Like it's kind of her rallying number, except for, you know, Sweet, who's just like, hey. But we can't forget the the, the crystal chamber sequences. What's the biggest moment of that yes. film, if we're going to be honest? So we have to kind of, I feel like that's a, a, a quiet moment that probably has, um, see, again, this is where I really, I don't know if I want to switch the queen of Atlantis to a queen because the whole premise of that was there was this connection between Kina and her mother and her mother was killed. And we see mothers in Disney um, yeah. they always get killed, but they always get killed off screen. And this is one of the cases where she is killed on screen. Yes. And I, and I feel like in the crystal chamber sequence, I feel like the voice of the mother or her being in the orb would be such a stronger moment. And then Kita would have that connection and then would have to be uh, immersed in, into the orb itself. Like, I, I don't know. I just, and I hear, I hear the, the mother singing a lullaby, maybe that she sang to Kita. Well, I, I agree with that. Well, let's just throw heteronormivity out of it. Like two moms. Yeah. Two moms. Yeah, that, that's fine too. I, I didn't even think of that. That would actually be really interesting. I would I, actually, let's do that. 
because we don't know know how a land of society works why would they just be heteronormative and then and then the lullaby that she's singing during the crystal chamber sequence Mm -hmm. what could happen is milo and his grandfather when they're doing that opening number about the legend we could still have a moment where it's the mother and kida and Mm -hmm. and they and she sings the lullaby a little bit to her and then she's sucked away um, yeah and i feel like kita kind of gets fridged in the last half of it in the last half of the movie properly which it looks so cool but yeah she literally she gets put into a, a fridge yeah um i feel like i feel like we could change that ending i don't think we need the 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 um the what's it called um the uh the balloon the the hot air balloon i don't think we need the hot air balloon we need the volcano yeah i think we just need kita to become like next level god powered because of these elements and then she takes back her she takes back her kingdom yeah so why why don't we do this because like i feel like um once she becomes the crystal and um uh and uh, i feel like something should happen where accidental vinny his explosion accidentally goes off yeah and it ruptures the volcano so everybody does have to head to the city to be safe and i think we should pull a lion king 2 here i think (laughs) um uh uh, i think i I think her name's zyra zyra by susan 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 voices her in uh, lion king 2 where um uh, Kira is trying to save her because she's holding on to the, the wall and trying not to fall into the water. I think we should do that here with Helga. I think Helga should um, try to be saved by Kida. Um, and Helga doesn't want to accept her her um, her kindness and says mm-hmm. it's nothing personal. And then she falls into the lava. But then, um, no, it wouldn't be Kida because she's an orb. Yeah, I, I think um, that's it would be like, Milo. It it's would be Milo, Milo doing his own thing, and he's like offering help. But I think she, we could do the Indiana Jones thing where she's yeah. reaching for the crystal, and Exi- she picks the crystal. One of the crystal necklaces yeah. up, or something like that. And then when she does that, I still like the idea that she still becomes the crystal the way that Rourke does. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. I didn't even think of that. Like she tries grabbing onto something else instead of grabbing onto Milo yeah. that is crystallized. Okay. I get you. I get, I, I hear you there. Cause That's I perfect. still think like dying by own hubris is a better than just the suicide. Than just the, uh, no, I wasn't saying she was, okay. I, I was saying that she was going to accidentally fall into the gotcha. lava, but wouldn't it be cool if she crystallizes and falls into the lava and it's just like this conglomerate Crist- yeah. craziness. And then we factor up to Kita who is protecting, protecting and has an orb over the entire theater now Mm -hmm. like there should be laser lights that kind of go through the theater and kind of and and make the theater you know how in uh, magic kingdom they now have like lights that go on the sides of main street that actually transform it as if it's not main street anymore that's what should happen like everything and everything's silent and everything's completely quiet because the volcano dies down Mm -hmm. and then this burst of the orb is broken and everybody's safe Mm -hmm. happens i guess yeah and then it just kind of winds down the way it does milos decides to stay and live in atlantis and everyone goes on their way Um, you have that moment you do have that really special moment where uh kita comes down from the sky oh my gosh And she has her mother's net bracelet. I think we should incorporate that bracelet with the lullaby sequence in the beginning. She takes off her bracelet and gives it to Kita mm-hmm. and says, you know, I love you. Um, and when she comes back down from the... No, you know, her mother takes the bracelet. Sorry. Yeah, it her falls off. Her mother takes the bracelet. And then mm-hmm. when Kita comes back down, she has the bracelet and she can repeat the lullaby again. Yeah. And then that builds into... Um, 
uh, the ending where we have the goodbye song, but then mm-hmm. it builds into this like really a culminative piece where it has all the Atlanteans on the stage and we pull back and it's like this beautiful view of Atlantis again that we had similar to the uh, end of act one. The only thing I'll add, because I just kind of like how next power, next level powerful we're making here in this one. Like what if when the volcano goes, it like, like blocks the only exit out of Atlantis and everyone else is like, how are we leaving? And then she just kind of uses her powers to show that she still has them just to break open the wall. Like, so she just is. That would be, it would, but it would be more like Elsa because it's it's technically the crystal is the yeah. power source. I feel like there's a way that they could use the crystal necklace because we want to we want to sell these crystal necklaces. Yeah, Thomas yeah, Schumacher but... wants us to be able to sell. We're stuff selling them in the lobby. We're gonna sell these crystal necklaces. She can use the crystal necklace to to open up a way. Um, yes, or, I like or something that. like that. Yeah, that would be great. Oh, I want these crystal necklaces. And then at the very end, during the uh, the the bows, we should ask everybody to turn on the crystal necklace. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, we are we are doing next level marketing here. All right, we have the our entire pitch now. Yes. They're gonna ask, who do you envision um, composing the songs for this musical? Oh my gosh! Well, um... we can't do Mankin. He's got too many. He's busy, and he he wasn't asked the first time, and he holds a grudge there. Yeah. I, I, well, uh, James Newton Howard has such a unique score, mm. but I don't think he writes songs no. as much as he does scores. So I want to do. I want to have somebody who who knows who has a good sense of music um especially if it's going to sound because as i said in other interviews like it starts out in 1914 washington dc expedition and then atlantis and you have three different music themes going on right yeah so i don't know this you is don't want phil hard. collins stepping in here and trying to do the phil collins way no, it, it has to be unique. I actually, I would actually like to call um, Gavin Greenaway, who's worked with Hans Zimmerman. And Gavin worked on the Tapestry of Nations Parade. And that music was um, was very earthly and a mixture of different, I feel like, di- of different um, backgrounds. So I think he would do a great job. He has great music and he's written songs. I think it would mm-hmm. be great to pull in Gavin and as I don't know if he's ever done any musicals before, but then we would pull in somebody who was a lyricist who um, who could uh, really work out dialogue. And I think it would be really cool to incorporate people who worked on the film um, because you have like that, like the book is very important, but I feel like the book and the lyricist have to work together. So um, I, I would like, I don't know for the lyricist, who would you do for the lyricist? I'm thinking, cause I know Greenway worked on El Dorado. So my, my, my brain is like Tim Rice and Elton John. So maybe Tim Rice would come on since they work together on El Dorado. Yeah. I wouldn't mind Tim Rice. I think Tim Rice has really interesting choice of lyrics and, and, uh, and, and he has a great way of, of wording things and, um, making he, it count. Like he does have a the, home at the Disney World as well. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. Um, I think we could. I think we can absolutely do that. I. I. I wouldn't mind giving it a shot being a lyricist too, if I could put my hand in the pot, because I would Go love to it. just write the book at this point. That would be so cool. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna pick you as the book writer. I. I. I I'm signing on as <laughs> pro- producer here. Um. But director wise, <laughs> call me crazy, James Lapine. I think he'd do a great job. Yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I think because of, uh, especially Into the Woods, mm -hmm. I feel like that's such an ensemble piece. I think you're on the right path. We need somebody who can handle an ensemble cast because it's not, it's not going to be a dance heavy show in no. my opinion. It's, it's, it's more of a, con it's more of a story piece. So yeah, I think James would be perfect for that. Have you seen his work on the Hunchback German production though? I have seen clips of the German production. Yes. And I really did enjoy what he did with I that really really loved it and i he had a quote in his most recent book the putting it together book um where he t talked about that a little bit and michael eisner came up to him and he's like do you know how much more tickets we'd sell if quasi just lived at the end <laughs> that was it. oh yeah they, they changed it for that version i forgot they yeah that was the first version had Esmeralda died in that one too yeah they both died in that one they both died okay yeah. and they kind of similar like they actually I I was over here I saw the paper mill playhouse production yeah. of hunchback and they changed the ending again because originally it was just um quasi uh, Esmeralda walking off and that was it but then they ended with the last line of the book where Quasimodo is holding yeah. her body and crumbles Too with mangled. her two mangled corpses so he technically died in the version i saw yeah so um yeah i i get that it's very it's very upsetting yeah you want to you want to end on a happy note for some for musicals especially in this day and age and that's what we want to do i feel like i feel like I atlantis needs to end on a happy note i agree yeah and I, I feel like that 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 moment with the mother singing the lullaby again i think is is perfect and, um, I, you know, I want to throw in really quickly because I know I'm going to get uh, yelled at by a lot of fans who love the movie. Um, there's a line in the film I think that everybody loves is um, the only uh, when you hit rock bottom, the only place left to go is up. And that's what Milo's uh, grandfather says. And I think yeah. we need to incorporate that type of song into the, I agree. Um, into the show, too. I don't know where. I don't know where. Mm -hmm. Maybe it would be maybe it would be the song to help save Kida after like everyone's kind of down. Everyone's like down out yes. of Milo uses that to spunk everyone back up. Come on, we gotta we gotta go do this, guys. I'm yes. Michael J. Fox. Yeah, so we're, <laughs> we're gonna save Atlantis or we're gonna die trying. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds like we've got a musical pitch here. Oh my gosh. We've yeah, done I, it. I, I, by the way, we have not talked we didn't even talk about this prior before the show. I, I just <laughs> I didn't even know we were going to do something Disney. I I was I thought we were going to talk about some other Broadway show. So this is awesome. Yeah, this is this is a this is my favorite thing to like just hop in and do because it just gets those creative juices flowing. It makes you excited oh. for something that doesn't exist, sadly enough. <laughs> but you know what? We can get you get excited for something that's going to exist right now. So Tammy, your Indiegogo is still running until July 11th, correct? Yes. Yeah, it's still running till July 11th, and as you can hear, I have lots of ideas. <laughs> so many I should just so do many an, ideas i should just do an album of our potential uh, our atlantis show you know um, you should do like a <laughs> fake song for every like disney musical you want to make like do one for atlantis do one for treasure planet like you're uh, a composer or lyricist you got this it would be the best yeah i love again another one treasure planet would have been a fun one to do but i think atlantis is more easier for me because i know it so well yeah um <laughs> but yeah indiegogo.com uh you could type in my name tammy tucky it says tammy tucky's disney uh album project and and you know even if you just want to donate five dollars or a hundred dollars um there are perks actually so if you donate a hundred dollars you can get uh an album t-shirt poster a physical copy of the album and a digital copy of the album or if you want to just go the twenty dollar route you can get um, a digital copy of the album when it releases hopefully it's an all or nothing campaign so if we don't hit the goal of ten thousand dollars by july 11th it will not happen but the album hopefully will 
be released April of 2023. So we'll cross our fingers. But yeah, please, please feel free to share and and donate. And mm-hmm. anything you have would be much appreciated. And I always, I always uh, love the fans out there who love Disney just as much as I do. <laughs> mm-hmm. And if you want to find Tammy other places, you can find them on t- Twitter and Instagram at Tammy Tucky. Um, they have the YouTube page at the same thing, um, as well as on Facebook under Singer Tang- Tammy Tucky. Mm-hmm. That's me. I'm always around. You can ask me anything. Have any other Atlantis questions? Let me know. I run my own Atlantis page. I'm actually doing an interview with the <laughs> cast again to end the 20th anniversary on uh, June 17th. That will be a live show on my YouTube channel if you want to join in and ask questions during it's the It's all evening. connected. <laughs> and you know what? You should bring up, like, hey, has anyone brought up Atlantis the musical? Like, just throw that out there. Oh, I, I'm going to have to now. If your episode airs, I'm going to definitely send it out to everybody and be like, okay, I think I got a pitch. I know people didn't want any. It's, it was The tagline was more explosions, fewer songs. And I'm but... like, I know that that's the thing but it, it we can make it happen it would be fun <laughs> even just a remake at this point i, I liked atlantis a lot yeah oh, oh me too and a remake would be hard because like i'm not a big fan of disney remakes but if you have a different spin on it there's a then that's like the corella movie it had a different spin it wasn't yeah. 101 dalmatians i appreciated that so if you have something like that let's let's go let's do it you know what i mean that would be really cool nothing to do with anything but have you heard the what's going on for corella 2 i'm no, so i haven't what did you did you hear anything yeah apparently they're bringing glenn close back and they're gonna do like uh uh godfather 2 whether it's like parts in flashback with emma stone and then we cut to glenn close in modern day and i'm like yeah that that's the movie i want to see i love glenn close is my corella for sure so I- i'm i'm all for that but that means we're gonna have to kill some dogs so uh maybe, maybe I-, I don't know disney I- can nut up and kill some dogs for once <laughs> I don't know. I know, Pat, you know, it's the funny thing is um, I, they have like their rating system. So saving Mr. Banks, they couldn't have Tom Hanks smoking on the screen. Otherwise it would have made it a PG 13 film. So they just had him coughing and putting out the cigarette. Right. So yeah. Packard in Atlantis was one of the last Disney characters to be able to smoke while not affecting the rating. <laughs> and they haven't really had anybody else smoked since in a Disney yeah. animated movie, not to, not to my knowledge. So. Shoot, it's not even just kids' movies. Like the Penguin wasn't allowed to smoke in the Batman movie for these reasons. Like there's, yeah, smoking is cool, but it's it's not healthy for you. So I get that, but it's just like, give the villains a chance censoring. to smoke. I, yeah. I want Corella to be vaping in the next movie. <laughs> that would be pretty darn cool. Yeah, where's my cinnamon vape? Where's my cinnamon vape? <laughs> Tammy, you are a joy to chat with. Thank you so much for your time today. Oh, thanks for having me. This was like the most fun I've ever had on a podcast. So thank you. That means the world to me, sincerely. But we'll (laughs) see you next time on Musicals with Cheese. Make me a musical. Bye-bye. And... Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work 
or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise. <laughs> 